0: Welcome to the Alchemist Inkwell. This is your spiritual podcast for grounded people. <laughs> I'm Emily. And I'm Crystal Lynn. and there are going to be probably few times of the year that are more grounding than the holidays, aren't there?
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's like the grounding in the way where you get smacked off your bike and now yeah, you're like on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Humbling sort
0: of grounding. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bikes, like that is my entire experience with bikes. Fun fact, I only learned how to ride a bike sustainably, uh, like three years ago. Me too. Yeah. Terrible balance issues. I, or as my husband once said, I have wonderful balance issues. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I always ended never up met another
1: person who has the similar. Yeah. Oh, I'll like even now, <laughs> I'll be riding and I'll be like, "Fuck, there's a pine cone in the middle of the road." Yeah, oh my god, or, there's a pine cone. Oh no, yeah. what am I? Oh shit, I hit the pine cone. Yeah, and I have like to everywhere. adjust or
0: like a left turn. One time I was in I was in Hawaii on a trip and we were gonna take mopeds around and just like rent mm-hmm. mopeds. The guy made us go around the block and he would not let me rent the moped because he saw me trying to make left turns and he's like, "No, this is a liability." And I was like, "You're probably right. Let's not do this." <laughs>
1: I can do, I can balance on, we did, when we went down to San Francisco for our anniversary this year, we like rented those electric scooters and like did them all over San Francisco, which I will never do San Francisco on not an electric scooter ever again. It was amazing, but I balanced okay it was not as scary as a bike for some reason. Like with a bike, I just like tip over, but like I'm sure was fine. And also like on horses, I've been riding them since I could basically walk and fine there, but wheels just don't. I only have a problem with bikes
0: and like, it's, it's getting better. Like when I started realizing I could do it, especially like exercising and stuff, building my core strength and all that. Like I, I actually had a nickname, which is a very unoriginal nickname, but, um, I used to be a dancer at an amusement park. And if you are uh, a member of the forgotten storytellers, you probably know which amusement Park, I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But um, I fell so many times that year that they started calling me Krista Falls as though I was a waterfall or like Niagara Falls. No, it's just because <laughs> I fell. And to this day, I have so many injuries from those falls that I like when the storms come in, I, I now have those pains because of one summer being a dancer and falling so many times. So, like when people say, Oh, it's just like riding a bike, I get panicked. <laughs> so, <laughs> they don't understand that is not an easy thing
1: (laughs) oh my gosh yeah same and I, I blame it on bike trauma when I was a kid like I think when I first tried to learn how to ride a bike my dad made me feel bad for falling or babied me too much for falling or something and I just associated with like bike, bad, bike, bad. And I'm not doing this again. <laughs> it's the bike's fault. It. If you it's ask anybody in my
0: family, fall. did you ever scream at the bike? Cause again, it oh, is the times. bike's fault. So like uh-huh. when, whenever we talk about bikes, my whole family starts yelling, turn, turn, turn. Cause that's what <laughs> I would be yelling at my bike. <laughs> when we were riding so guys all of this to say that this the end of this year like the the whole week over the holidays it's just going to be as easy
1: right as riding a bike <laughs> oh it's just going to be so <laughs> <laughs> the way we feel about bikes is how this week's going to feel um yeah. one really quick thing though before we dive into this week there is something really exciting happening for us this week on top of all yes. the other cool energy that is this week we have the sol- we have the solstice when this airs the whole solstice was the day before um yeah. we have obviously christmas if you celebrate christmas Christmas, that is mm-hmm. um this week and then we're leading up yeah. to new year's so it's just the whole holiday season which is of course very exciting and there's tons of transits we you're going to talk about yeah but- also a shout out
0: i think kwanzaa starts on the 26th i don't personally celebrate but when i was researching earlier i believe that that is a thing so happy kwanzaa to all who celebrate mm-hmm. that as well
1: yeah yes absolutely it's still the celebration of saturnalia if you're mm-hmm. into that that's still happening. You will all that jazz, but we also have opened up pitches once again for the forgotten storytellers. And yes. I just want to make sure that we talk about that before we dive in, because we're excited. (laughs) Like, I don't know if if anybody out there has ever wished, if you've ever wished that you
0: could join us in talking online, you actually can. And you can also write a story that's going to heal people at the same time. So if you're someone who really likes writing, wants to make a difference with your story, wants to heal people through fiction and wants to chill with us at least twice a week. I mean, we've, we've made that possible.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's fun. It's Um, so fun. if you've ever seen any of the videos where we've done, we do write high vibration writing retreats as part of this program. So one of the things that we do in this program is it's a four month long program where you get to write the fiction book that you want to have always written. That you've had this idea for that will heal and activate everyone who reads it. And we teach you how to channel in your characters and remove your energy blocks and writer's block and all that jazz on an energetic level, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But then we also get to see you in person at a writing retreat, which we yeah. hold at Bamsi, which is Krista's old stone church that is now a dog friendly coffee shop and And make sure her corgi and bookshop and her corgis participate as well so it's just so much high vibration fun the whole time and we would love to have if this feels like something you would like to do if you have an idea for a fiction story and you understand the power of fiction to truly change people's hearts and minds and energies you're a perfect fit like genuinely and we'd love to have you be part of the program
0: Yeah. And the way to pitch us is easily, it's like super easy. It's easier than you would imagine, especially given the whole writing culture. Basically, you don't even have to have a fully fledged idea. You just have to know kind of what you want your characters to be doing in the story and what you want your reader to be healing. Like the main theme Mm -hmm. of like, this is what people are going to get out of it. This is what I'm trying to help people with and this is what the characters are doing. So it can be like two or three sentences. And in fact, that's even better. It helps us get a sample of the energy of it. And then yeah. we will be able to see if it's a fit. If it and by that we mean is it something that we feel our energies are able to support and help grow. Can we nurture exactly. your story? And you know, are we all going to be the group that we curate for this? Cause we take 10 people who are going to end up being really good friends, really tight knit, a great writing community um, mm-hmm. in and of themselves and we really lean into the energy of that to make sure that it's sustainable supportive and just high vibe all the way through so you have the most
1: fun writing a book that i think is even possible and we do it all based on your astrological divine timing so krista pulls your chart the first thing we do once you join the program is we have an in-depth one-on-one session with you where krista will pull your chart we'll talk about key things to pay attention to in your chart your writing style all of that fun stuff. And we talk to your spirit guides and talk, hear what they have to say about your writing, how your characters are going to communicate with you, all of that. And so you have all of that support throughout the program too, which is that I think is one of the most unique things because Krista and I have been in the publishing writing industry for like 15 years each. So like yeah. over 30 years collectively. <laughs> and <Wow>. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't, don't think about it too hard. Um, Really, really long time. If I'm being hundred percent honest, Pretty much since birth for me since my mother worked mm-hmm. for an author and i spent every weekend in his office and then she was a librarian and i spent every day in there like it's just since forever um a long time But this is not something that's done. And this is something that's just now being opened up that we can apply things like astrology to creation and creating things and channeling to creating these things. And it's something that's needed in the publishing industry because right now it's all transforming. And so this is a perfect divine timing. If this is speaking to your soul to hop in. So if you want to pitch us simply either two options, um, we will include the link to the pitch us website in our show notes here. Mm -hmm. underneath this episode, you can go ahead and click on that link and pitch us there, or you can just email your messy pitch. Just title it messy pitch to forgotten storytellers at gmail.com. It is literally that just, this is my idea for a story. Hope it fits. That's it. That's a, that's a whole messy pitch.
0: Yeah. No pressure, (laughs) no anxiety. And in fact, the less pressure and anxiety you feel the better because the more fun you're having with it, the more your energy is going to come through and we will be able to uh, kind of get a a better feel for it even there. And then we will reach out to you and let you know if it's something that we feel like we actually can support and we can talk about it more in person. And it's, it's so much fun. It's so supportive. It is so high vibe. And the reason that we're bringing this up now, not only because our pitches are open now, but also because high vibe stuff, like we want to talk to you about some high vibe tools that will help with whatever you may be feeling throughout the holiday season and coming into a new year, because, you know, sometimes even in a regular year, if we can even call any of the past few years, regular, and from now on, things are going to be different. So we're trying to figure out what feels right, what feels aligned, what feels high vibe. As you're figuring those out, here are some ideas to experiment with to figure out what that means for you, for your family, new traditions you might want to start up. And we're basing this on the energy and of course on the astrology because the astrology really informs the energy. So it's like both Mm -hmm. and. And so looking ahead at some of the, we'll explain to you why Uh, using astrology and then how using energy. And then you Mm -hmm. can refer to this whenever you're feeling stuck, because it's going to (laughs) be applicable no matter what the sky or the energy is doing. Whenever you feel stuck or low vibe, these tools will be ideas to just get you started and coming up with something that gets you unstuck and makes you feel good again.
1: Yeah. This episode is actually like a high vibration life raft is like kind of the idea that we came up with of how we're going to, just because the holiday season, the collective energy of the holiday season, because everyone in the world is experiencing it in some way. And that's a lot of collective energy for us all to be processing. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't always process super smoothly. So that in and of itself, there's stuff that you might need to navigate in a way that's easier than it could be. Um, and then also there's some really, I don't want to say negative because they're not, but there's dense transits mm-hmm. and conjunctions that are about to occur. And so as those things come up, we wanted to make sure that you have tools to feel aligned and to navigate that energetically as well. So that's kind of what we're going with this episode. And one of those things, and that's a, another reason we want to start off talking about the forgotten storytellers is get excited about something. Yeah, And if something that something is sending in a pitch and thinking about a story idea, that's creative, getting excited about something that is creating something, doing something new is always going to be a wonderful high vibration way to process and navigate through things. Obviously you don't want to use it to bypass, but I used to do this when I was, when I was coming out of my very abusive relationship, um, there was a period of time where I made sure every month I had a concert to go to or a trip I was going to take or something or something or something, <clears throat> excuse me, to make sure that I had something to look forward to because I was processing so much trauma. I needed something to be excited about. That was the only way I was maintaining my vibration. Mm-hmm. So if that's something that helps you get you through, that is always a great question to start off by asking yourself it's like, okay, I'm having a really hard time. What can I do to be like, what thing can I be excited about? And what can I do to find something to be excited about? Yeah. Um, Cause that's always a great first step.
0: Yeah. And I, I use exactly the same tool. Like I remember just a couple of weeks ago, I had a particularly, um, let's go, I don't want to, a challenging transit, one that challenged me to grow and enduring that and, and figuring out what that looked like. And even being conscious of astrology and energy, you still, you always try to get ahead of it. And then you realize you can't bypass it just because you know, it's coming. And that's always kind of a smack in the face. So I was like, (laughs) okay, I don't have anything to look forward to right now. What can I set up to look forward to? And I'm going to go visit Emily. And I've got a couple like astrology conferences I'm going to, and I, you know, found little things to be excited about. Even if it's like, I'm going to make cookies this week. I've decided I'm going to make cookies. They're my favorite cookies or like my husband and I go to brunch weekly and I will tell you that in Chinese food Tuesdays, I'm a Taurus, everybody. Have you noticed? Um, <laughs> those are things I look forward to on the daily. Like every day is something to look forward to. And I shake it up just enough to keep it interesting and to give me something to look forward to the next day and to make it different and new and exciting. So it yeah. can be as easy as a snack that you give yourself. Um yeah. my again, to thing avoiding is, bypassing is there a-
1: Right. My go-to thing for that too, is like, can I take another class? What kind of (laughs) class can I take? You know, there's a lot of kind of free courses out there that people offer that kind of thing. So it doesn't always have to be expensive. But if you're like, I just want to learn about runes, I'm going to go look at this, or I'm going to go find, you know, a person who teaches about this thing and like learn a new skill that way. And that is also another really simple way to shake up your energy and like do something exciting is to be like, Oh, I have something to do this week because I have four days of lessons for this thing that I'm learning how to do. And then you can apply it, which is always fun. So that's another way of like doing something kind of simple, but I love the Chinese food example. I know your Chinese food is delicious where you get it from too. I've had it. It's so good. I've never found
0: anywhere that does it. Yeah. It's it's the best in the whole country that I've found so far.
1: It's very, very good. I will completely, I understand your excitement and brunch. (laughs) Oh if yeah. PBJ, if would just open a California location because that's super close to you, it'll be fine. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I would eat there every so terrible.
0: They're working on eventually <laughs> doing that kind of franchise thing. So if you know anybody
1: if any listeners <laughs> know
0: anybody anywhere, like, <laughs> Hey, let's get the whole country on board. Cause Bamsey and PBJ, yes. I don't know if anybody knows this, but Bamsey, the coffee shop that my husband runs in our church that you will get to see if you're a forgotten storyteller, or if you just happen to visit Shemokin, um, yeah. they are partnering up to do a combo platter too.
1: So yeah. Yeah. PBJ is the vegan restaurant that Krista gets brunch from so, Yeah. So now I'm almost a vegan too. So I'm like my almost dirtiness, 98%. dirty, dirty vegan. Like, yeah. yeah. Loves it. Yeah. Loves it. Oh, yeah. Sorry.
0: So now that we're done with the shameless plugs for all right. my local restaurants, oh my gosh, come visit, guys. I would be thrilled <laughs> to see you. And I've got places to show you amusement parks, coffee shops, and vegan uh, cafes galore.
1: Right. But uh, that's just to say, like, find a place yeah. in your area that excites you that much. Like, genuinely, like, find a place trying a new restaurant too, could be the exciting thing you're looking forward mm-hmm. to. Like that's totally fine. Like yeah. little things like that have such a big energetic impact on your vibration. Like that is such a high vibe thing to do. And uh, when we talk high vibe stuff, we're talking about like every, everything vibrates right on that mm-hmm. we're all just a bunch of vibration period. And so the more we raise our vibration, the more open we get to different spiritual things, the more healthy we are, the more creative we are, the better our lives are in general period. The closer we are to creator, if we're Mm going to go that direction. yeah. And so every little thing you do that's high vibe helps to naturally raise your vibration. And the coolest part is once your vibration raises people around you, their vibration also raises because their vibrations speak together, which is the extra exciting thing. And especially during the holiday season, if you are doing things that are high vibe, and helping yourself that way, you will notice it will go smoother for you just because everyone else is going to react to that vibration as well, Mm -hmm. which can sometimes be both a blessing and a curse because then it feels a little bit like it's all on you, but it's not, I promise it's just you taking care of you helps others. (laughs) It reminds me of that old mantra, kill them with kindness. And like,
0: you don't actually kill anybody, obviously, but what you're doing is you're being imperturbable, which is one of my favorite words because you're saying like, I choose to be happy. And if you choose not to be, that's not going to like, You know, scuff up my shine. So Mm -hmm. just choose to be doing things that make you happy. And if someone else isn't, that's a them problem. They can join you in happiness, they can choose to do things that make them happy. You would be there Mm -hmm. to support them if they did choose that. But if they are choosing to be in a a low-vibe place, a that may be part of their process, so it's okay to allow it. B, if they want help, they will be seeking it and you will be Mm -hmm. there. So you're creating an opportunity. To set an example, helping people here's, here's another thing that I think is that so high vibe and helped me so much is you help people the most when you take care of yourself. And that's Mm -hmm. not just the, you know, put the oxygen mask on yourself before assisting others thing leading by example is the best way for someone to allow something to be their idea, which makes them invest in it, which makes them do it. And they know how to model what you've done. You may not even know you're helping or inspiring someone because you're just Mm -hmm. doing your thing. You're living it up in your way. You're having a good time. You're happy. And you're showing other people by example, how to be happy, be yourself, be authentic, all of those things that we idealize, but never really tell people how to do. And simply because it's so unique to every individual, we just all need the permission to allow ourselves to not have to be the way other people define happy, ideal, you know, authentic, whatever, that's going to be your own thing. So do your own thing. And as long as you're not intending to harm anybody, you know, there is that whole do no Mm -hmm. harm. That is how you check yourself because if you're doing harm and you're intending to do harm, you may be erring into arrogance in that case. Mm -hmm. But if you are intending to do no harm, you're just being confident and other people may have Uh, A vibe about that that they are reacting to but that is not you doing harm to anybody it's you taking care of yourself and showing them what that looks like yeah it's fine.
1: Exactly I, this is actually something I downloaded over the full moon um, that happened this past weekend, because I was you know, doing card pulls and really channeling, doing a lot of releasing, really getting into it because it was the first moon in a while we could actually do stuff with, which was really fun. <laughs> and I forgot to do anything. I will be honest. <laughs> like, that is part of your path. You are fine. I was if you resting. forgot to do anything, yeah. you're good. I have not done work on a moon in a really long time. Um, I'll do like little things, like I'll write something in like whatever, but I haven't like really tuned in and done work on a moon, which is such a quintessential part of who I am, that it was weird that I forgot to do that basically for a long time. And then this time it was like, I was almost compelled. I could not stop myself from doing something and I wasn't trying to, but it was like, I was in the middle of writing down things and putting them into my fire when I was like, Holy shit, wait a second. I'm doing something. I haven't Mm -hmm. done something like this for a moon in a really long time. Like I was just like, You're now doing this, and I realized how many like anchor points of who I am I've put to the side as I've been building a business and writing a book and doing all these different things. And so finding those anchor points that connect you back to yourself, Mm -hmm. super high vibe. I even was like, I need an anchor tattoo so I don't forget this lesson again because I know it's happened before because I bypassed this and I just like go for it. But genuinely, like that is something that's incredibly high vibe for you. That will benefit others. So if you're feeling like, oh, how is this going to be productive or how is this going to help others or how is this going to like benefit others in some way, which is tends to be what we think of when we think of productivity, Mm -hmm. um, it will, it's kind of guaranteed to do that because you're anchoring into yourself and that will give you the reserves to help others, but also people will naturally pull from you their inspiration, not Mm -hmm. like necessarily energy, but like their inspiration to raise their vibration as well. Also, if you have kids, it's really easy to test this theory because if, if you're having a good day and you're stoked and you're anchored into some high vibe stuff and you're anchored into yourself, you'll notice that they will feel the same. They will Mm -hmm. feel way better. They, the less fights happen between them, whatever, especially as they get older. But if you're having a hard day, if you're very like, not able to pull your vibration up, those kind of things, you'll probably notice that they tend to be in that space too, because they're just going off of your vibration. So that's just a fun thing to notice as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dogs too. Dogs too also are really susceptible.
0: Yeah. And you see that in like for dogs, especially in training videos all the time. Like when you start going to a dog. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. They're learning that they have to step up even though they're already panicked. So now they're panicking more and like to a dog energy is the communication between you and the dog and, or the animal of whatever variety. And like, that's such a great thing to remember. It's also helpful One of the things I remember when I'm trying to give myself permission to do my own thing, to work on myself, to take some time to, as Emily amazingly put it, to exist on purpose and just know myself a little bit is an unwritten book doesn't help anybody. And so I need to write the book. I need to take the steps to publish the book. I need to take the steps to let people know the book exists. Those things are a part of the process of helping people benefit from the story that started in my head and then took form. And so without that, though, without giving yourself permission to create the form, without giving yourself permission to put the time into that creation and without becoming the person who can you know, create those things, it takes experience and, and meditation and lived experiences to be the person who can write a book because you have to write what you know and you figure out what you know through what you wish, through what you experience, through um, all the things that you're doing. So those things have to happen before you can write the story in this analogy. And that story needs a way to get to people. So giving yourself permission to have experiences, to have some quiet time on your own, to be yourself and discover yourself. That's how you get to be helpful to other people.
1: Yeah. And I do want to just make sure that you guys understand too that high vibration things are not toxic positivity. It's Mm -hmm. not being positive all the time. Sometimes the highest vibration thing you can do is go outside and smash plates. Like that's fine. <laughs> I've done that. I have done that. Yeah. yeah. I have as well. Cause it's super helpful. Yeah. Um, or just sometimes you just need to sob your eyes out for a minute and that's okay. Yeah. Sob your eyes out for a minute. That can raise your vibration too. Yeah. Um, especially, The transits that are coming up, especially over the next couple of days are pretty challenging, right? So for Christmas Eve and Christmas, they're pretty intense. So I want to make sure we touch on those. So you guys know what energy is coming your way. And then we'll also talk per transit, things that you can do high vibe to help you navigate said transit. Cause again, it's stuff. So here we go. Yeah. So
0: I want to start by saying like from the 24th through the 30th, there's only one day that doesn't have an exact transit. So there's something moving and shifting and and clicking into place every day this coming week. And not all of it is bad. Oh, my gosh. Let me just start by saying this is not a gloom and doom. You are going to survive. Some of you may not even feel it. A lot of this Mm -hmm. stuff is happening on a social level. So it's not as much of a personal experience. You just may notice in the headlines stuff going on. So it's something you roll your eyes about and talk to someone at the coffee shop about. It doesn't have to be like world ending. And that's my Mm -hmm. my biggest thing I want to make people aware of uh, as they go through astrology, as they get immersed in astrology and they start realizing how it coincides with events. One of the first things that tends to happen is you start getting this uh, fatalistic outlook. Mm -hmm. That's not what it is. Uh, I've not in my lived experience in all my years of practicing astrology or spirituality had the experience of, you know, the world, the sky is falling, the sky's up there. It's showing us what's going on. It's a language and we can use it to align. And so that's what's going on. Yeah. And so as with stories, I mean, I love using stories as a thing because stories are cycles and it's fantastic. You know, they are spirals, they are processes. And so we're going through a part of a process now that is a conflict. And that's great because it it inspires growth. It gives you stories to tell. It's a fantastic time, often in hindsight, but while you're living it, you get to decide how that story is going to go. So currently it's a choose your own adventure. So that's really helpful to remember as you're going through this. This is one of the things I've been telling people. Uh, My mom's very involved with our local government people, like in our city. Mm -hmm. And so as she was like, what do I do? What do I tell people? This is so hard. And I was like, yeah, but in 10 years, you're going to be telling people about how you handled this. So what do you want to be able to tell them? And so if you remember that, it kind of gives you that, that extra wind beneath your wings to be like, oh, that's right. I'm the hero of my story in this moment. So as the hero we're going to help you with ideas on how to go through this. And the first one is on Christmas Eve. We do have the final exact, uh, combination of Saturn square Uranus. Mm -hmm. And you've probably heard a lot about this. If you follow astrologers on social media and it's happened, like I said, two times in 2021, it's going to kind of hang around for 2022. And it gets almost exact in October of 2022, but it just sort of hangs there and like, lets us look at it. Let's us study it. Let's us get used to it so that we know what to do with it. That's how I want you to look at it. It's like a ball of Play-Doh and, or like Descartes ball of wax or whatever. It's the sculpture. (laughs) Here we go. Michelangelo, perfect analogy. It's Michelangelo's sculpture. It's the block of, um, what is it? Marble. And you stare Mm -hmm. at it until you find the angel inside. And when you find the angel inside, then you can bring them out. But for a while, for this year, we get to look at the world as it is around us without as much chaos going on and say, okay, we are given a block of marble. Now we get to study it and find the angel inside and then let him out. Yeah. So that's how I want us to look at this. And looking at the trends of Saturn square Uranus, as far as what you might actually physically see in the world, uh, I did look back at the, uh, the headlines from the last two times this happened. And it does seem to be very um, infrastructure and climate related stuff. Like we had the blackouts uh, in Texas the first time it happened. I know we had some more blackout situations and things like that in June when it happened a second time. So it does seem to be like crazy weather events, really testing the support structures of things that are, are really conveniences that we rely on. So power grids and, and all of those kinds of things being tested. And Emily just tipped her head because I think that's already been coming up in, in your neck of the woods. Um, Yeah, And, you know, we do have just crazy, unprecedented climate storms and things like that. It's been snow a lot of the time, um, but there have just been, you know, nature's really letting us know that she's there this year and she's saying, Hey, we need to work together. So the stuff you've got right now doesn't include me. Let's combine our, our brilliance and find something that works together.
1: I think that's one thing I thought was one thing I thought was really unique on that point. Yeah. um, We didn't used to name winter storms. I'm just going to throw that in there. Like we did not used to do that. Hurricanes, sure. But we never used to name winter storms. Like I have looked at the snow charts. I dove way into this for my job. I had to do it when I was working at the ski resorts. And there was no names on stuff. That wasn't a thing. But now there is. Now there's names on winter storms. And when I saw that, I actually said out loud, like, whoa, we're talking to nature because we are Mm. naming climate events and that is personifying them that is giving them energy and personality and that gives them a way for us on a human 3d level to actually interact with them with a name not like oh this is something that happened like by giving them a name it solidifies them in our memory as a real event Mm -hmm. and i just think that that is so cool that we have reached that level of vibration Yeah, because that is so important. It's us talking to nature, it's us understanding that nature is a force that has a name that we now have to navigate as the puny little humans down here just working through it, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, because that's that's new, (laughs) that's definitely new.
0: Yeah, and I love that too. Because I remember a couple years ago, and by a couple, it's probably a lot. My dad is a weather enthusiast, my husband is a meteorologist, uh, hobbyist, so I've been watching them, uh observe the beginning of naming uh storms Mm -hmm. winter storms it was like oh the weather channel is doing this to just make it a big deal but you know at first it was like oh gosh now we're naming these but i love the way you're reframing it because it is us saying hey we acknowledge you we Mm -hmm. i you know we're it's it's that whole like james cameron's avatar i see you And I love that so much. So, you know, if I see someone saying, oh, they're being dramatic by naming the storms, I'm going to, I'm going to say, what if, (laughs) what if Mm -hmm. we're just actually acknowledging nature and relating to it? And how cool is that? Like, it's not making the storms worse, naming them. It's just acknowledging like, Hey, I see you over there. You're asking for my attention. I'm giving it to you. And I really, really love that. That's a great reframe. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Talk to me at the end of the week when I have no power. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see how reframing I feel. But no, really. Tune in next just, week. Right. Yeah. I think it's really cool, though. I really do. And I think that that is the way that we start bridging gaps. I mean, if we're talking about it historically, like that is what ancient peoples used to do. Is yeah. This is the god of this. Like They were communing and talking with these beings mm-hmm. that did actually walk on planet. But we are kind of going back to that energy of like, this is something to be respected and revered. It has a name. Yeah. And it's not just nature. It's not just snow. It's, this is a proper noun that we refer to the storm as. We used to do that with people too. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look back
0: into the Bible or other, other forms of lore, I know Aboriginal and native American lore, same thing. Um, I was listening to a podcast about the philosophy behind astrology the other day and they pointed this out and it finally clicked for me. People's names used to be what was going on at the time. Mm -hmm. So you would have things and like, forgive me, but the only one that's coming to mind is because it was an example in the podcast. If like a baby was born and a deer ran by, that was meaningful. So they would Mm -hmm. name the baby running deer because that moment nature was honoring that moment of the baby's birth too. Because by the way, babies being born is a part of nature, as are we all. So it mm-hmm. was, you know, the baby became identified with what nature seemed to honor in that moment. It was like a baptism from nature almost, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, I really love that idea. Yeah. And now we have so many people in the world and so many names to choose from. And, you know, my name is Crystal Lynn and it has its own meanings depending on which origin you look at. I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I find that often we do end up suiting our names or changing our names to suit us at some point. And I think that that is something that energetically is a really soulful, uh, important thing. Names are important and the mm-hmm. energies that go along with letters and numbers and all of those things, they are important too. And it's like this foundational sacred geometry kind of thing. So I love yeah. naming things in nature. That's,
1: that's a great idea. That is another really high vibe thing you can do too, especially during this transit and during this holiday time, um, if you want to name the space that you're taking up for yourself, that can Mm -hmm. be really helpful. Even if it's something silly, like, you know, just like your alone time or whatever. But if you give it like an actual, like, this is what it's called. And that way you can actually speak about it. It's not like, well, I would really like to maybe take some time to do the, this, this you're like, no, this is what I'm doing. I would like, to, I'm, I'm doing this thing. It has a name. It has a container because that's the other thing a name provides. Um, the other thing that's kind of high five, high vibe with names is my body has a different name than who I am. Um, and who I view my soul as. So Mm -hmm. that can also be really helpful and be really freeing because who I am as a soul entity versus who I am in this physical body are different beings. And um, then you can kind of work and create a partnership in that space. We talked about this earlier, which is why I think it's coming up again, of course. <laughs> um, you know, synchronicity. Uh, but that can also be something that's really high vibe for you to do is to kind of like, oh, wait a second, like I, you do have some say over what, you know, name you have for your soul or what you would like to be called or anything like that. Um, so if that comes up for you, and that's something that would be fun and exciting to think about as you navigate this little bit of time that's a great transition and change to make
0: yeah and shout out to people who have been connected to this and have not gotten the um the attention and recognition you know like this is not an epiphany on our part this is just us finally clicking with it coming from the backgrounds that we come from and i just want to honor all the people and the cultures and the traditions that already have this integrated in their culture oh yeah we should have caught on sooner but i'm glad we're here now
1: <laughs> yeah right exactly as a as a
0: collective but- culture and i think that that's really mm-hmm. part of the process of this whole saturn uranus thing is a returning mm-hmm. to nature because uranus is in taurus and taurus is very much associated with finances and so like one of the funny things that happened during this is also that big gamestop thing where everybody Suddenly was like, you know what, stock market, we're going to play the game and we're going to make it a game. And so they chose GameStop of all things to just Mm -hmm. sort of and Motorola, right? (laughs) And so they were like, hey, we're going to game the system, we're going to show you that this system can and possibly should change to adapt to current times, to current priorities, whatever. So that is again, it's very social levels. Um, or even generational levels, intrapersonal levels that we're seeing this taking effect on. So, you know, you're seeing things with the stock market or Bitcoin or all of these cultural shifts that are really fun to observe. And that's another way I, um, I think that you can make things high vibe is rather than falling into fear or getting stuck in fear. This is this is something I love and, and I've known it for a while, but it became pretty popular thanks to a Ted Lasso episode recently, where instead of choosing anger, you choose curiosity. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's so fun to look at how curious, or I'm curious about this, even when you're in an argument with someone or a disagreement with someone Mm -hmm. to say, I'm curious as to why you think that, or I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. And then you come to an understanding and you come to compromise and it turns into an adult conversation that ends up with enlightenment on both sides. We could do that culturally. We can do that, you know, socially, we can do that personally. You can get curious with yourself doing your belief work. It's totally, Mm -hmm. it's, and it still achieves the same thing. And there is absolutely a place for having anger, inventing anger and placing anger where it needs to be placed. But if it's not going to help like a conversation with someone else, that's not the kind of anger that you, that will lead to growth in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways. So like have your ways where you express your frustrations, let yourself have those spaces. That's another high vibe thing to do, believe it or not, is to let yourself express your frustrations, let them be honored, let them be named, put a name to the feeling that you're having and, and accept and acknowledge that it's there instead of trying Mm -hmm. to do that, you know, toxic positivity thing where it's like, Oh, I'm a little frustrated, but just a little, and then you move on it's not that way. Mm -hmm. Like you're frustrated for a reason. Let's figure out why we'll get curious and then address it and then change it. And then move on Saturn square Uranus. If you are going to honor it or look at it or feel it on a personal level, it's a radical change of structures. It's deconstructing something that doesn't work anymore and saying, Hey, this is more supportive. This is more nourishing and sustainable for me. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Love it.
1: Love it so much. And well, that's Christmas um, Eve. <laughs> that's Christmas Eve. So, Christmas Day, Venus goes ahead and does some more Venus things. So, she's officially in retrograde now, mm-hmm. which is honestly not super fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Venus ruled, so I can say that. Okay. Yeah. I, um I love Venus, her and I have a great relationship, but also like right now, if we could have not gone into retrograde, I think I would have been stoked, but just going to throw that in there. Uh, one thing I am personally doing, and we do this all the time, but I'm putting more emphasis on it as I've been navigating the retrograde. And I'm sure this is going to come up, especially on Christmas day, which is the 25th. If you don't celebrate Christmas, totally fine. We just talked yeah. about it in that context because we do um, is going to be this the Venus conjunct Pluto, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I have been putting more emphasis on gratitudes so every night before dinner. So we don't actually say grace necessarily. We say thankful for us. Um, and so everyone has to say something they're thankful for from that day before we eat, whatever, that's how we do it. And that's kind of how we like raise the vibration of our food before we consume it, because we are actively raising our vibration before we consume it. Um, but we're putting more emphasis on that as we navigate mm-hmm. this, because it's like, oh, okay, we're going to communicate thankful for us throughout the day. Anytime there's like a, a tension or a, a density or uh, something that's very resistant to or anything like that, we're going to focus on gratitude first because that's the best way I can kind of navigate through this (laughs) and still maintain communication with everybody. So that's my current high vibe idea for that, but...
0: And Talk honestly, more about it.
1: <laughs> it's, that's
0: a beautiful thing because Venus does help us identify what's valuable to us. And mm-hmm. if you think about it, right, Venus, the goddess of love um, that ends up being like relationships, but it also ends up being things that make us feel luxurious, things that make us love ourselves and feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. And those things are things that make us feel supported. So if you look at it, it's the things you place value in. And it's the relationship you have with the things that you consider valuable. And with Pluto, Pluto's like, hey, let's either bury this or dig it up. And with retrograde, it feels more like a dig it up kind of thing. So old things that need to be acknowledged, blessed and allowed to release are probably coming up personally in your life, relationships may be bringing those to the front. And sometimes those relationships are only going to get stronger because this is is happening in Capricorn. So a lot of people have been calling it a stress test. And I really do like that because Capricorn is deeply rooted. So Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, which can add pressure to things. So if you realize that there's a certain amount of like, wow, we're really being tested right now you can think of it like the way that my husband and I have framed it is we're going through a cooperation course. <laughs> so it's an obstacle course that we work together to overcome the obstacles and we navigate those together. And we know that we are two strong individuals and that together, these obstacles can be navigated more effectively. And that's kind of been, we call each other our co-pilots, um, from the beginning of our relationship <laughs> and, um, it's been really helpful because you need to acknowledge you and your wholeness of yourself with the mm-hmm. other person in the wholeness of themselves. And that helps you to, again, that whole avatar concept, I see you. And when mm-hmm. you see each other, you see each other's strengths. You see where, um, I don't want to call it deficiencies or lacking, but you see where your strengths complement their strengths and where you can, again, tag team, so to speak, or co-pilot. And so sometimes your in the vicinity of someone or in a relationship with someone whose strengths are not complemented by your strengths, or their strengths don't complement yours. And that's okay, you're still whole and complete people. And you can still Mm -hmm. like love each other unconditionally. But maybe you don't need to be navigating these current circumstances together. And that may come back around at some point, it may not, and you just may end up being wherever you end up being. The last thing I want to do is tell people that your relationships might be going through struggles, but make sure you commit to it 1000%, no matter what, if a relationship needs to dissolve, Mary meet, Mary part, Mary meet again. I've had really like, I I've known this, I'm looking at my chart when Venus retrograde is coming up. Right. And I'm Mm -hmm. just saying, okay, this is the area of my life that this is happening. What? Because Venus has already covered these degrees because she was moving forward. Now she's moving backward. So the things that are going to come up have already given me a preview. So I was very observant in the so-called pre-shadow phase of what Mm -hmm. was coming up in my life so that I could honor the fact that I would be working with these for a while, that I would be deciding whether or not it was something I needed to reinvest in, or it was something that I needed to switch my energy away from. And so I've already, I've taken like, what is the best election? Usually in Australia, you you find the, um, the most positive election to begin something, but you can also mm-hmm. elect using challenging aspects to end something or to, you know, to finish a cycle. So I've been looking at it and it's like, okay, if I'm going to finish this, when would be the time to do that? If I'm going to reinvest in this, when would be the time to do that? So I know basically what might come up. And then I ignore all of that. I have it in the back of my head. And then I let the universe surprise me because God knows what he's up to, or she's up to or they're up to. I'm just going to let go and let the universe show me what needs to happen. But I have prepared myself To be able to align with it and accept and move where I might need to move, so I actually already have an email drafted and scheduled for a certain day (laughs) for (laughs) for a certain day in time that I know is like speaking
1: of ending this email.
0: (laughs) There's there is something that I plan on finishing and releasing, and I have that scheduled for the time. And not just so I can be like, oh, haha, this is the time I'm severing it like kill that because I know Pluto is often associated with death, but let's talk about Pluto associated with transformation of which death is a part right? Mm -hmm. Pluto is associated with the ending, the integrating and the emergence, the rekindling, the rebirth of things. That's how I like to see it. So I am finishing something not with the intention of destroying it, which sometimes happens, but with the intention of doing it in a way that the timing is best for everyone to walk away Mm -hmm. feeling whole, complete, accepted and seen. Yeah. It's so important to me. I'm not here to burn a bridge. And though anger has been a part of my process with this. It has been a part that I know is a part of me and it's not something I need to project on other people. So I've integrated it. I've honored it. I've done what I needed to do. I've complained to friends and family as much as I needed to so that I can then come across and take the path that is most aligned for everyone to have a win-win. And the Mm -hmm. win-win is a a divergence of paths for sure. And if that is happening for you, where the win-win is a separation of paths, walking two different paths, great. It's a win-win. And -hmm. that's still something that can happen even in conflict. Conflict ideally resolves in a win-win, even if it's not what society up until this point has decided is a win. It's not always the most polite thing. It's not always the most like, oh, I'll just let you have what you want. And I know we'll come back around to this later. I feel like other retrogrades may have been a place where it's like, oh, we'll just have to wait. And a year and a half until the next retrograde, and this will come back up again, and then we'll deal with it. This is a time Mm -hmm. where it's like, no, we're putting this to rest because I need to grow. We're putting this to rest because you deserve what you want, and I deserve what I want. So we'll put whatever it is to rest so that something new can come up of it. And I've been saying it's like tilling the soil. That's what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. you till the soil so you can plant something, and it has the opportunity to grow. Yes. Sometimes
1: you just have a lot
0: of
1: fertilizer and it's on Christmas. So just gonna tensions might run really high. It might be not the most peaceful separation. So Mm -hmm. try your best to maintain that framework of this is tilling the soil. We're figuring this out. Yep.
0: Alternatively, it could be Mm -hmm. a really transcendent spiritual experience where suddenly you realize something about someone that you had no idea that you could see in them before. So it could be a Christmas miracle. You know, it could, it could show up that way. And I don't want you to think, Oh no, Christmas is going to be horrible. Christmas is going to be miraculous in the fact that a miracle is a shift in perspective. So Mm -hmm. one way or another, there will be miracles and it's going to be fascinating and ultimately long-term if not short-term, it's going to be positive. It's well, it's Mm -hmm. going to be constructive. It's going to let you grow on the path that you are on because you're here. So you're growing and that's Mm -hmm. perfect. So I I think that it's going to be a magical Christmas, um, but other people don't know this. And so they Mm -hmm. may be trying to create the situation where everybody just smiles and gets along. And that version, that definition in some, some families, some cultures, some, you know, just societies is, well, just, you know, put it aside for today, put it aside for today. And you know what, it's Christmas. If someone's not ready to deal with things, don't, don't bring up their shadow work on Christmas here. They don't have to. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But it is, it is okay to say like my gift to myself is allowing me to express myself to my fullest. You can also have your boundaries where just because someone's not um, vibing with you, you can remove yourself from the situation just by moving to another room. Suddenly mm-hmm. you might need to go get some seconds in whatever food you're having that day. And it <laughs> removes yourself from their energy long enough to change the subject. And that in and mm-hmm. of itself can be a Christmas miracle too.
1: <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So those are two very strong conjunctions, transits, et cetera. Mm-hmm. What else is going on between yes. when this episode airs, to when their next episode airs? Cause I know there's more stuff.
0: There is more stuff. And one of them is really cool. Okay. So speaking of miracles, I really love that you were using the, um, the life raft analogy because the day after Christmas on the 26th boxing day, also, I believe the first day of Kwanzaa mercury will sextile Neptune. And the way that I've been interpreting this, um, with how everything is looking is it's creating this opportunity to have a clear idea of the visions of the future that you want Neptune in Pisces, right? Dreams and illusory things and sometimes foggy and you really can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. But Neptune can be pretty practical. And right now uh, Neptune is in Capricorn, but not Neptune, sorry, Mercury can be practical and is currently in Capricorn. And so there is this earthiness to it, this desire for practicality and support. So Mercury feels like it's communicating dreams very clearly. So it's giving this opportunity, the sextile aspect to say, hey, I have this vision, I have this dream. What does that tangibly look like? How do I plan on putting this into effect? So I recommend on the 26th, if you're someone who really enjoys doing uh, new year's resolutions or, um, some people have themes for the year or affirmations for the year. Think about what you want the year to feel like and give yourself the affirmations, the revolution, revolutions, the resolutions and the themes that go along with that to really help you because the 27th, we get a break. There's no um, major planetary transit happening that day that I'm aware of. Um, and then on the 28th, Jupiter goes into Pisces and I've been waiting for this for a while. And this, this has people a little bit like, in a coin toss because Jupiter in Pisces is expansive. Jupiter rules Pisces. We got a taste of this last May and June when things opened up and it was feeling really nice. And, you know, you, you felt like, ah, you get a sigh of relief for a while. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things still happening this year that we're still going through. So what Jupiter (laughs) seems to be doing is saying, Hey, let's just get lost in a world of imagination for a while. Um, so that, that Willy Wonka song of pure imagination feels a little bit like what we might be getting into with this, but at the same time with everything else that's going on, how much is happening in Capricorn, there is this practicality remaining. So it's letting yourself have expansive visions, expansive dreams, expansive, um, like a relaxation into just kind of resting. It's like when you're sitting at the bottom of the pool. Do you ever do that as a kid? You sit at the bottom of the pool, oh, yeah. you're surrounded by water and you're just like calm and everything's quiet. Pisces, right? The deepest water sign that there is. That's what this is. It's expanding into that energy and letting yourself have that moment. And Jupiter's going to hang out here until I think later in April, there's going to be a lot of stuff, like I said, still happening that I think because those aspects that are coming up in uh, the beginning of. 2022, do have energies of challenge and of construction to them? I think it's really going to help that Jupiter be more constructive than uh, bypassy. So just knowing that we do have this breath of fresh air or this moment of respite, this energy of kind of cleansing coming is going mm-hmm. to be, I- I'm looking forward to a lot of stuff practically moving forward it's like we're edging towards some nice progress this time saying okay we're not going to dive in head first but we are going to wade into the waters and we are going to step by step start figuring things out and i really do think 2022 is going to be an integrating year um, where we say okay that happened let's take a moment let's make sure that we get this all figured out and then in 2023 i think we start moving forward and, and building things up again. But 2022 is like we're not forgetting, but we are trying to make sure that we figure it out and we observe and and that kind of stuff. So that's important. Yeah. yeah.
1: I've always the way I've been thinking about like the last three years, like 2020, like started the fire 2020 mm-hmm. spread or 2021 was like let's burn it the fuck down <laughs> and then now 2022 is like we need to clean up this mess. net like let's sweep up mm-hmm. our ashes like let's clean off the, this you know like what the, the yeah. stuff that burnt like let's make it better now
0: yeah so and that I think 2023 will be like Woo, everything's clean <laughs> yeah. and I think that we still are smoldering some of it I yeah. think that there's still bits and pieces that are like what what is this how do we make sure that this gets addressed like again we're still looking for the angel in the marble a little bit oh yeah and then we'll start carving it in 2023 i think mm-hmm. um and on the the 29th of this month to really round out uh the rest of 2021 mercury will conjunct venus retrograde on the same day that mars forms a sextile with saturn on the 29th so again it's this kind of like leaning into mercury combining with venus retrograde is just sort of like s- Love letters to yourself, you know. Like, can you mm. can you just talk to yourself in a positive way? And then Mars, being really ambitious, wanting to get things done, sextile Saturn is like, okay, let's do some self care and let's get stuff done. Let's set ourselves up for success. Like, let's stop turning away from from things and let's acknowledge what's there and and like make it happen. We have yeah. the support. You know, so there is this opportunity to really set tangible goals and to just say, okay, I'm going to take a giant leap forward in my self self care, self love um, practices, and just really be focused on like, I deserve happiness, and here's how I'm going to let myself have it. I think that's really important. And then, of course, the day after that, Mercury, because Venus and Pluto are so close, Mercury will conjoin Pluto. And if you think about it in just terms of keywords, it's like talking to the dead. (laughs) So at the end of the year, the way I would do this on a personal level, on a spiritual level, is really look back on who you've been this last year Mm -hmm. and even include 2020. The things that have brought you to this moment in time, especially over the last two years honor them, talk to your inner child, talk to the part of you that hasn't been able to process everything because it's been moving so quickly and changing so much over the last two years and just light a candle for yourself. I I really Mm. feel like that's going to be something to do, especially now that the days are inching towards getting longer, thanks to the solstice having happened. So we're, we're kind of saying, you know, before I start running towards the light, let me just honor what's happened what i've been through and honor all of those things lay it to rest emphasis on rest we're mm-hmm. not burying we're integrating we're processing we are in that nighttime when the sun has set and now we're going through that darkness before we reemerge again so mm-hmm. allow yourself mercury in um, lore and in mythology was someone who could transfer people to the afterlife so pluto and mercury kind of had this uh courier
1: buddy system,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah. And, and so Mercury would be someone who would deliver people and often heroes to the afterlife. So it's just sort of like, and, uh, and I don't want to say in memoriam, but it does kind of feel like that. Mercury also does a lot with memory. So an in memoriam of everything you have endured and, and just triumphed through, please let triumph be one of your words for 2021 because you have, you're here. So you've definitely triumphed. Yeah. Um, but that's something that I would look into. And then, you know, moving into the new year, it's, it's a lot of re-emergence, which I'm looking forward to.
1: I'm excited for the reemergence. I think next episode we'll probably talk more on that too, of like mm-hmm. what our energy is heading into this new yeah. space, because that's a lot of stuff coming up, but re-emergence feels very nice. Very, very nice. Yeah. I like that a lot. Well, Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. We are right at our time. Is there anything else you want to add? I I mean, I feel like I'm complete, but.
0: Have whatever holiday or moment you are
1: celebrating and find
0: something to celebrate. If there's a societal excuse to celebrate, take it. Um, or if there's something personal that you can celebrate, just the fact that you are beautiful, you are wonderful. Mm-hmm. You are talented and skilled and strong, and you are trustworthy. You deserve to yeah. trust yourself. It's a big thing that's been coming up for me in this Venus retrograde is self-trust. Mm-hmm. So if that's coming up for you too, give yourself reasons to trust yourself and, you know, talk, I I had a client that just went through this too. talk to something as though it was you and talk to it the way you would tell a friend. Mm -hmm. because, and, and replay this last minute of the podcast, you are beautiful. You are wonderful. You are talented and incredible. And we have the utmost faith in you. So I hope you do too. And like, I don't have to see you. I know that your energy is here. I can feel it. I I feel you listening. And I know Emily does as well. hundred percent. Yep. And yeah, we adore you. So thank Mm -hmm. you. And we look forward to having this sacred time with you again next week.
1: We hope you have a fantastic week. Yeah, and we're celebrating you mm-hmm. right along with you. Yeah. Um and thank you for showing up and of course um I recently saw that on Spotify you're going to be able to rate podcasts. So if you're Ooh. enjoying our show, please give us some stars. Yeah. Um yeah. I think they're launching that feature this week, I think I was saying. That's super um, cool. Yeah. So you can actually like say like this podcast is five stars for me. So if you're listening to us on Spotify, that would be super amazing. We would super appreciate it if you did that. Um, that would make us all sorts of giddy and excited. Also, if you (laughs) want to watch us talk to each other, you can look at us on YouTube. <laughs> Where you get to you get to watch this video of us doing yeah. our hand signals and playing with whatever we're playing with while we're chatting with you, which is which is stuff. If you're watching, my, like, you have one here. too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been like squeezing it, like ah. yeah
0: <laughs> labrador um, and a fidget cube. My favorite thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yes, thank um, you. Know that we see you, we love you, we accept you,
1: and we yes. think you're amazing. Yeah, and happy Christmas Yulettralia! There it is. <laughs> and oh, go make go make some
0: magic. magic. We should separate this where one of us says go make some magic or
1: something. Oh, that's know. a better idea. Maybe we, we should will figure this out. Yeah,
0: yeah. If you have suggestions, okay. let us right? know. Questions and comments are always appreciated. Thank you, guys. Go. Like Make a cheerleader. Some, some magic. magic. <laughs> 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 All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Have a great time.